well, before Simon went away, he, he spoke to Joe and Caleb and myself and said, look, we've got, um, we've got some vacant sermons. Are you happy to do one of them? And I said, yes, I'll do this one here. I said, what's the topic? He said, we haven't got a topic yet. But a few days later, he rang back and he said, oh, what I want you to preach on is your favourite Bible passage. And I thought, oh, no. Oh, no, that's terrible. How do you choose a favourite Bible passage? you see how thick that book is? There's just so much stuff in there. And I don't think of myself as a person who has favourites. Um, I don't have a favourite colour. I don't have a favourite food. They're all good. <laughs> 13, 13 Doctor Who's. Love them all. Eight, eight James Bonds. Love seven of them. Not sure about Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember my, uh, when Rachel was now 27, was a toddler, my grandmother looking at her rather fondly and saying, oh, well, you can't have favourites. And that's true. There's, a, there's an upside to having favourites and there's a downside. So I thought, what am I going to choose as my passage? Anyway, I thought of this one. I thought, the, the life of Josiah. I thought, yeah, I'll use that. And it also tells us things about having favourites. So we'll, we'll talk about that as we talk about Josiah. Now, there's a lot of background before we get to the actual passage. See, Israel had been off the rails for a long while. King Manasseh was the king who reigned the longest, 55 years. And he was a stinker. He was an evil king and everything went wrong. Uh, he, every, he did everything wrong. He had... Uh, pagan gods set up and worship and, and, and the temple was ignored and the Bible was ignored until right at the end when God grabbed hold of him and he repented and, uh, and came back to God. But that was only right at the end of his life. And then after he died, his son Ammon was king. But he was only king for two years because he, he really liked the pagan gods too and so he threw everything behind them. And he was so disliked that the court officials assassinated him. So Josiah became king at the age of eight. Now, I don't know if you've got an eight-year-old, but you probably don't want them running things. <laughs> Some people can imagine that. He was a good guy. He was a good guy, Josiah. And it says... When he was 16, he started to seek God. And he persisted with it. And when he, became, when he was, got to 20, he started to get rid of all the, uh, the pagan idols that were around and to do away with the, the human sacrifices and, and, and all the things that he, he knew was wrong. So he acted upon what he knew about God. And he said that when he got to 26, because the temple had been neglected for so many years, he said it really needs to be fixed up. And he got the builders in, the carpenters, the stonemasons, and they replaced the stonework that needed replacing and they replaced the, the wood. 
that had rotted and they cleared out all the junk that was in the, in the temple. And while they were doing that, they, they came across um, the word of God. Now, I'm not sure if it was the first five books of the Bible. It might have just been the book of Deuteronomy. Not sure. But they found that. They said, oh, what do we do with this? Let's take it to the king. So this is where the passage starts. And Josh is going to put that on the screen for us. Then Shaphan, the secretary, informed the king, Hilkiah, the priest, has given me a book. And Shaphan read from it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the law, he tore his robes. He gave these orders to Hilkiah, Hakim, son of Shaphan, Abdon, son of Micah, Shaphan, the secretary, and Asiah, the king's attendant. Go and inquire of the Lord for me and for the remnant in Israel and Judah about what is written in the book that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger that is poured out on us because those who have gone before us have not kept the word of the Lord. They have not acted in accordance with all that is written in the book. And we'll just stop there for the moment. When you think about it, Josiah only had other people's favourites. Their favourite stories from the Bible. Because he hadn't had the Bible there for him to read. And so when he had sought God, people had told their favourite stories, like, like I'm doing today. Which is good. That made him want to get closer to God. That wanted to make him do things to get rid of the idols, to redo the temple. But when he came to the Bible and read it, he saw that there was so much more, so much more that he had missed, that he needed to get so much deeper in his relationship. He let God's word touch his heart. There's a, a king further on in the future. And he was brought a, a message from Jeremiah the prophet. And as it was read to him, they'd read four columns and he cut a bit off and he'd sit in front of the fire and he'd just burn it. But Josiah let it hit his heart. And what he had picked up from other people's favourites, what he had learnt about God so far... He knew that he couldn't fix this problem by himself. He couldn't put more money into doing up the temple. He couldn't go out and uh, find, find some more te uh, pagan te um, idols and, and destroy them. That wouldn't solve the problem of sinfulness. The only way it could be solved is if God solved it. And so he sought God in repentance. Can we have the next few verses, Josh? Hilkiah and those the king had sent with him went to speak to the prophet Huldah, who was the wife of Shalom, son of Tokba, son of Hazra, keeper of the wardrobe. She lived in Jerusalem in the new quarter. She said to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Tell the man who sent you to me, 
This is what the Lord says. I'm going to bring disaster on this place and its people. All the curses written in the book that has been read in the presence of the king of Judah. Because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods and aroused my anger by all that their hands have made. My anger will be poured out on this place and will not be quenched. And we'll stop there. Sometimes sometimes we come to God in the hope that he'll say to us, oh, don't worry about it, it's not important. We don't really want forgiveness, we want to be excused and say, well, no, you haven't done it yet, it doesn't really matter, okay? But God's not like that, he says, yes, it does matter. Yes, it's really important. The way we live our lives who we give our hearts to, whether we worship God or whether we rebel against him and turn our back on him and do our own thing and do the wrong thing, it's important. It needs dealing with. Can we have 26 to 28? Tell the king of Judah who sent you to inquire of the Lord This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says concerning the words you heard. Because your heart was responsive and you humbled yourself because God, when you heard what he spoke against this place and his people, and because you humbled yourself before me and tore your robes and wept in my presence, I have heard you, declares the Lord. Now I will gather you to your ancestors and you will be buried in peace. Your eyes will not see all the disaster I'm going to bring on this place or on those who live here. So they took her answer back to the king. Okay, so he came to God in repentance from the heart and he got a restored relationship. God said, yes, it's important. Yes, you deserve to be punished, but I'm going to hold off. I'm not going to treat you as you deserve. I'm going to treat you as my mercy dictates. I'm going to pass over that sinfulness. I'm going to pass over the punishment you deserve. It's interesting. Holder addresses the first half, tell the man this, and the second half, tell the king. I thought, why is the difference? Well, When we look at the punishment we deserve, we're all the same. We're all sinners. Josiah is just a sinner, the same as the rest of us. All humanity is in the same boat. But when that relationship is restored, when we're uh, back in God's favour, in his family, then we become the people we're supposed to be. Then Josiah is a king. He's an individual, not just a sinner. He's got a purpose. He's got a role. He's got a place in life because he's back in relationship, the proper relationship with God. One more verse. What Josiah did then is that he gathered everyone together. The court officials, you know, the priests, the people in the street, from the highest to the lowest, he got them all together 
and he read them the word of the law. And he made a commitment himself to follow God for the rest of his life. You may have got the impression from the passage before that Josiah was going to drop dead and go to heaven. Well, actually, he lived another 13 years. So God was saying, this isn't going to happen while you're alive. But not only did he commit himself, he got the people to commit to following God. Josiah removed all the detestable idols from all the territory belonging to the Israelites. And he had all who were present in Israel serve the Lord their God. As long as he lived, they did not fail to follow the Lord, the God of their ancestors. So the next step after the renewed relationship was that God used him. God used him for those around him. Now, we're not all kings and we don't have the influence that Josiah would have had. But if we give ourselves wholly to him, he will use us to reach those people around us. Maybe further than that. Maybe overseas. In our giving, in our prayers. So going back to the, the idea of a favourite. What's your favourite conversation you've had with your, your wife or your husband? Or your children? Should we have a favourite? It's only really a problem. Like... Um, you can't have a favourite grandchild or child or whatever because then you'll neglect the others. So having a, having a favourite Bible passage, that can be good. And Josiah benefited from other people's favourite passages and each time when we come to church we benefit from what the person at the front is sharing with us. But we need to have our own favourite passages. We need to... Uh, Get to the Bible and hear what God has to say to us. And sometimes, like the passage that Josiah came across, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to shake us up and down. It's going to demand upon us of us that we let him change our whole lives. But any message, even an uncomfortable one, will be our favourite if it lets us draw us closer in our relationship with God. If with our family we talk no about nothing except the football and what we've seen on TV, it will be a very shallow relationship. Sometimes we have to take a step into deeper waters. And if we're to continue to grow with Christ, we need to step out looking for a deeper relationship. And that means responding to his message, even the uncomfortable bits, acting upon it. And what will happen is that as the years go by, we'll get deeper and deeper. There'll be other passages, other favourite passages. 
It's fine to have a favourite, but don't stop there. Any passage can become a favourite passage. And over the years we will have many favourites that draw us closer to God. Amen.